Welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast. I'm Chris Anderson, your host. I'm looking forward to diving into today's episode and giving you a little bit more direction so you can elevate your business, elevate your life, and make a difference in the world. If you like anything you hear today, make sure you share it along. Make a difference in someone else's life. And if you do like something, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe. It makes a whole world of a difference for us here at the podcast. Continue to do this bring great guests, great information to you so you can elevate your business, elevate your brand, elevate your life, and take big steps moving forward. Thanks again, and let's dive into the episode. So if you tuned in Monday to my episode with Daniel Adolph, we talked about unlocking your creativity to connect with your audience better, to build your tribe better. And today I want to kind of break down different ways that you could connect with your tribe and build that connection online via social media. Since everyone has access to it, why not use it to build and grow your audience right there? So connecting with your audience on social media is a two-way street. Two-way communication has to be there. It's about building a relationship with them, engaging with them, having that communication line open, and establishing a sense of community. So I'm going to go through five ways that you can build that tribe, build that audience via your social media. And the first is better understanding the audience you're trying to reach. So if you're just starting out or if you've been going about this for a little while now, if you haven't defined your target audience yet, maybe you need to take a step back and truly do that. Targeting your audience will allow you to speak their language easier. It'll allow you to understand their needs and wants, which will help you build the correct course or product for them. It will help you build that trust because you can tell stories that resonate with that audience. That's why it's super important to define that target audience. So when you're going about that, make sure you're defining who you are trying to help via your social media account. And then you want to continue to analyze what you're putting out there, the content you are putting out to social media. So maybe you have that targeted audience figured out, and now you're putting out the content. What's hitting? What's missing? What's What are they liking most of what you're posting? What topics? What format is getting the most attention. So you've got to look at all those things, those analytical metrics, the numbers, who's watching, when they're watching, and what they're watching. So you can better facilitate your content to be what your audience wants. And that's what it is at the end of the day. We don't need to make content just for ourselves, just to feel good or get likes or get views or whatever it is. We want to get content that resonates with the people we're trying to help so they can take something away from it and improve from watching that piece of content. And this is where that form of communication comes in within understanding your target audience, being able to ask their advice, put out a survey, get their feedback, see their responses, and building that communication line there builds trust and brings them in a little bit closer because, oh, they value my opinion. They want my opinion. They want me to speak about it and want to see what I have to say And so that opens up a lot of doors by just conducting surveys or asking for feedback or actually responding to feedback. So that's something else when you're trying to figure out your audience, understand your audience, those are ways to do it. And then you can go and search for online, like what people are talking about, like in Reddit or Quora or whatever, like figure out what conversations are going on to Twitter threads, things like that. What is your audience conversing about? What are they trying to find out? What are they trying to, what are they debating? What are they excited about? All those things can help you understand your audience better. 
But this is a never ending thing. Like we always need to tweak and get a better understanding of who we're helping because we're never going to know everything. We're never going to understand 100%. But if we continue to improve our understanding of those we're trying to help, that's going to open up a lot going down the road. Plus, again, you're, you can only do that by listening to the ones you're trying to help. So that just, again, continues to build that trust factor within them. But it's a never ending learning experience when you're trying to understand your audience. So the second thing is making sure you're choosing the right social media platform to build your brand and build your audience on. Different social media platforms are home to different demographics of individuals. Your older generation, older than me, you know, millennial, they might not be on TikTok. They might not be on Twitter. So if you're if your age demographic is boomers of that demographic or the aging population, maybe Facebook would be your best bet or LinkedIn. You've got to understand where your audience is. So once you understand your audience, you're going to know where they hang out most and you can focus your energy and attention on, you know, one or two platforms that they reside on most and really get really good at those platforms to be able to grow and focus on being where they are. Why would you give energy to a social media platform that your audience is not spending a lot of time on? So you've got to understand that, understand which platform your audience is on. And that's one way you can go about choosing that platform. Another good thing about being choosy on what social media platform you give your energy to is because of brand personality. So each platform is different. How you create content for those platforms looks a little bit different, or you have to go about it a little bit different way. Some push certain aspects differently than others. So once you understand the platform you're on, you're going to understand what they want to see most on that platform. So you have a better chance of growing by kind of sticking to what that platform wants to see. Obviously, TikTok wants the micro video content. YouTube's now pushing the shorts a lot. So same micro video content and making it grab people's attention. Instagram goes back and forth between the micro video content, now carousels, and maybe static posts, pictures will come back. And so you've got to always be able to adapt and change with what these social media platforms want from you. But the one you're on, you've got to understand what they really want from you as a creator and how to utilize that to your advantage to help build your audience and nurture your audience. And each platform has different features and tools. Instagram or Meta had bonuses, monetization aspects that with certain things within your profile, you could be able to be a part of those programs. Now, there's rumors that getting paid for reels are going away, but YouTube's is starting theirs. There's badges. There's subscriptions now on platforms. There are brand channels now on platforms. So there's all, it's always changing and adding things and taking things away. So you've got to stay up to date with that so you can do what that platform is pushing out. Cause a lot of times when you use their new feature, they're going to, that's going to give you a bump in your algorithm presence on that platform. And you always have to consider your time and resources. And this is why I said kind of pick a couple that your audience is on more regularly than the rest, because you only have so much time and energy, especially if you're starting out bootstrapping or a solo entrepreneur, you might not have enough time to create content that is curated for each and every social media platform because they have to look a little different or you have to format them a little different. So if you can pick the one or two platforms, again, where your audience spends most of the time, you can give more energy to creating really good content for those two platforms to have a better return for that time and energy spent. Plus, you can reach more, help more people that way. So you've got to understand your time and energy. You only have so much of it. So you've got to use it to the best of your ability. Use it wisely to grow the best you can. All right. And the third 
point of being able to grow your audience, increase engagement, and build that tribe is just creating engaging content, good engaging content. That's what you've got to be looking for and be able to do. So let's walk through how to do that in a general sense, not necessarily talking about one certain platform. So again, of course, creating content goes back to knowing your audience, like we said previously. So you've got to understand your audience so you know what kind of content they want, what kind of entertainment they like or information they want or how to present it. So knowing your audience will help you curate or create that content based on your audience, the people you're trying to help. So know them, you'll know what kind of content to create, and you can start doing more of that. And of course then, you know, you're going to want to hook someone in to watch or read static or video, whatever it is. You've got to, you've got to have something that hooks them in. So you've got to have eye-catching things that either in the brain subconsciously go, that doesn't look right, so I want to watch it a little bit longer. Some people do that. They have little mistakes or they have different, like just really small editing things that you might not notice like just watching this, but subconsciously your brain picks up on it. So maybe there's something upside down or laid over, whatever it might be, but it tricks the brain and, and continues. Something's off. I want to keep watching this. So do that way. You can have just really clear, really nice video. You can have a really clear, nice picture. It could be some sort of an attractive picture based on what your audience likes. It just draws to that aspect of them like, oh, I want to watch that. It looks really cool. So maybe you're a travel blogger. So it's a really nice location, a really pretty location that you're showing or starting with a hook that gets them, gets their attention. Starting with you, talking to them, you need to do this to grow your business. Here's what you shouldn't do to be successful. Things like that can draw people in to listen more. So you've got to think of it from that perspective. What can I do to attract them basically to watch this more? And then be clear and concise on the message of it. So you need to do these three things to grow your video podcast. And then be clear and concise through that piece of content. You can be high level if it's micro video, like a reel. You can put them on the screen and then, of course, direct them into the caption where they can get more value there. But just be clear and concise through the whole process. This is what they're here listening to and watching and what information they're going to get. Here's the information. And again, this is what you just got. And kind of sandwich that in, being clear and concise. And of course, this is a no-brainer, maybe, hopefully, but you want to add value. You want to give valuable information. Give your best um, whenever you can. Because as you give your best, as you give more value, people are going to see that. People are going to tr- start trusting you more. And they're going to want to come to you to figure things out. And that's just going to create simpler messages, simpler business, simpler sales. But just giving more, giving the best value you can. And then as you're building your audience, you also want to be building your brand. But you want to have consistency with that. You don't want to be the crazy person who dances all energetic over here in one video. And then someone sitting behind a desk in another video. So it doesn't necessarily make sense. You want to have a consistent brand presence. So I'm not going to get up and do dances just to go viral or or be seen. That's just not my personality. It's just not what I'm about. I'm just here to try to give value and help people grow their online brands through video podcasting like I did. And so this is consistent brand that I present. And some some people might think it's boring, and that's okay. I'm not for everybody. If you want a dancing person on camera, there's other people probably telling you how to do that with dancing. It's just not me. So make sure you're consistent with the tone of your brand on social media. And then, of course, you want to use call to actions in your post. Direct your audience to the next step, whether that just be following your podcast, going subscribing to your YouTube channel, getting your free guide, whatever it is, just have it a clear call to action at the end of your post, at the end of your episode, at the end of your video. 
and then mix up your content types. Again, these platforms have different means of creating content. Maybe they push one over the others, but all of them will help you be more present on the platform and some might get better feedback than others. Mixing it up a little bit, maybe you do a carousel on Instagram once a day and then a reel once a day, or maybe you do a static post. You just mix it up, experiment with different types of content and see again what your audience prefers and what resonates with them more. And then you can start to just really dive into those things that work really well for you and your audience. And then, of course, you always want to be checking and analyzing your metrics. What's doing well? What's working? What are people sharing or saving? Or what are they commenting on most? And then dig into those topics, those conversations even more to continue out that growth and value add. So definitely always watch what you're doing. Don't stare at it every hour, you know, but it's like Alex Formosi says that the first thing he does is check his bank account. It's just a kind of litmus test of where he is and where he's at in his business growth in his life. And so just have a litmus test with your content and check it, boom, be done, move on and do that whatever, once a week, once a day, once a month, whatever works for you to keep you on track and keep you growing. You just got to figure that out for yourself, but make sure you understand what's working and what's not so you don't waste energy and time doing things that no one likes or no one wants. And then you can spend more time doing things that work and people find value from. All right, number four, you want to actually analyze your competitor's audience as well. This can help you better understand your audience by looking at someone who has the same size audience as you or is bigger than you to see what kind of people are there, who's commenting, what people are interacting, what posts they're interacting on, and how are they interacting. And then that can also, one, help you because you'll know who to kind of connect with, but it'll also help you create content because you'll see what's working or what people are interacting with and engaging more on someone who's kind of ahead of you a little bit, who's built something. So it helps give you ideas and you can kind of see formats and what's working. You're not stealing anything. You're not doing that, but you're just getting ideas. of How can I come with my brand, with my content to an audience that's kind of the same? So, okay, they're doing X. Okay, maybe I can do something like that, but it's more tailored towards who I am and how I approach things and just kind of do that. So they have the remixes now, so you could legitimately remix their video and tag them in it and, or collaborate or whatever, just have conversations. There's a lot out there you can do. We say competitors, but it's really just collaborating. If we can all continue to grow and improve, it's just going to raise everybody in their standards because everyone's going to, we're competing, but it just makes everybody better in the sense of a healthy competition. See what other people who are doing well are doing and see if you can tailor it to fit your brand and your messaging. And when you do this, when you look at competitors or people doing kind of the same thing, when you look at their audience, it'll help you see if there's gaps in what you're doing. So maybe they're, maybe you see they're posting at a certain time and you're like, okay, I've been posting like the complete opposite. So maybe my, the audience is more active at that time. So you can maybe switch a couple things like time when you're posting. Any other gaps that you see, maybe they're doing lives on Instagram and you're like, oh, maybe that's something that people enjoy. So you start maybe implementing your own lives to see if that works but you're able to just really see differences and maybe there's some gaps with what you're doing or what you're not doing that you can start to change and implement to to have a difference in your audience growth and connection. And then like I said, once you see your competitor's audience and kind of their structure and what they're posting and how they're posting and things of that nature, then you can analyze what you're doing and, and readjust. Again, you want to be ethical about all this. You want to go about it the right way, but we can learn from everybody. And so you can look at something I'm doing and say, oh, Chris is doing this. I'm serving the same kind of audience. He's doing that. I'm doing this. There's a sort of a disconnect 
or there's a gap there. Maybe I can do something a little bit better. Because then if you're doing good and it's working and I go and look at your stuff, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Like, how can I incorporate something like that in what I'm doing? And so, again, it, it just lifts everybody up. And it's not you're not going to go steal clients. You're not going to go steal whatever. You're just trying to get better. And then by you getting better, they're going to get better doing it the same way. Stay ethical. Stay doing the right thing with it. But we can help each other grow. And then the last thing, the fifth thing, is you got to measure your success. So if you have consistent growth, that's great. There might be moments where you go viral and you have big growth. And hopefully it's within the audience you want to connect with. Sometimes it's not and it just happens. Like I had a just recently a viral Facebook reel and it got like millions. I don't even know, like into 40 millions views or something crazy. Just crazy because then on Instagram, it got like 6,000 maybe. And so on Facebook, Meta, whatever, it just blew up. And I went from 5,000 followers on Facebook meta to I'm closing in on 30,000. And that was a month and a half ago. They can happen. Is it a good thing? I don't, I mean, egotistically, I guess it makes me feel good that people are doing that, but does it really matter? No, I don't think so. Sure. I've grown and some of those probably are my target audience, but not everyone. It's just, it's not always like the best thing to go viral unless you go viral in like your specific niche audience, which would be, that's awesome. But most of the time it's not. You're just getting kind of generic people. So don't think about it as going viral or how many people has followed me from that page. More is not always better, but specific people, more of the right people are better. So I would rather have 10 people follow me that are right within the audience I'm trying to serve than 10,000 people that are just generic people who liked it for whatever reason. So don't make it for you. Don't make content for you. Don't make content just to be viral and reach whoever, make content for your target audience. Make content that's going to serve your target audience. And even if you only get five people liking it, but they're specifically your target audience, that's better than, again, like 5,000 of just people who will never, ever buy from you or even care about your product. Measure success differently. Measure success is consistent growth within your target audience and that you're continually improving upon what you're doing and innovating on these platforms to better serve those you're trying to help. And that's all you can really do. And then when you get it down and you can expand and scale and bring people to help or incorporate ads, then you'll have a better chance of those succeeding because you already know who your audience is. You know what they want. You know how to put it out there. And you've been doing that for the right people. And then you can just expand on that. So that's the last one. Again, this was just trying to kind of dive into, again, building and connecting more with your audience on social media. Daniel from Dino Creatives, talk to him Monday. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check it out. He's a really cool guy, a lot of great energy, a lot of great insight about being creative when you're building your audience online. So check that out. Episode 213, I believe, came out this Monday and enjoy it. But thanks for tuning in. Hope you take something away from this. Now go out there, continue to elevate your business, your life, and make a difference in the world. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well.